0: This podcast is presented by the Earth Hotel. Hello, I'm Jackie, the producer of I Came Here for an Argument and the operator of the Earth Hotel Network. We went down a lot of interesting alleyways in this discussion, though we were aware that we weren't going to hit the essence of the issue of America's legacy and future of guns in one podcast. We are not experts by any means, and we were more or less asking questions of the laymen. There are not clear answers here, and there are not clear sides, though that might be what's portrayed through news organizations or social media. Our task in this discussion was to field questions we had about the debate and try to come to a mutual understanding of the meaning and application of those questions. As with all ICFA shows, the views represented here are that of individuals, including myself, and are not those of the Earth Hotel as an organization, because the Earth Hotel Podcast Network does not hold opinions unto itself. Our priority is to air voices in a conversation so we can have the conversation. As is the case with all Earth Hotel shows, editing only serves to expedite and assist the conversation as it happened, and to make it as smooth a listening experience for you as possible. No changes were made to the statements being given, and editing is carefully practiced to preserve the ideas being presented as they naturally occurred. We thank you for participating in this conversation and all to follow, and for hearing the process through. The importance of open dialogue and diversity of thought is self-evident as the critical issue of our time, and it is essential to preserving and building a society where the human mission remains one of truth and development for the good of us all. To you throughout the United States and the world, as global citizens, we proceed. Like all of you, I came here for an argument. Oh, we're starting.
1: Uh, we'll have music. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, my name is David Smith.
2: And I'm Dylan Corker.
1: We have a guest again with us this, this weekend
2: uh ted hunt special guest ted hunt
1: a relative of dylan and i
2: we're all cousins here this and is a triforce of cousins
1: ted tell us a little about yourself uh that way the listeners can get to know you a little bit better
3: so, so it was just that we're cousins i grew up in alabama uh did high school in kansas I uh, went back to
2: co- uh, college
3: in alabama and, sit, and i was military for a while i'm in oklahoma right now and so yeah that's about it uh Got a
1: background, a little bit of everything, so... Well, that's pretty cool. Uh, share, I guess, uh, with us maybe your degree that you got in Alabama. My,
3: my degree was political science. Poli-sci. Uh, yeah, political science with my concentration in, in Constitution.
1: Oh, wow. And I'll be interested to know more about that here in just a second. How, how do you like it in Oklahoma? Is it is it going well for you down there or up there, mid midware?
3: Oh, it's fine. Okay, cool. 62 degrees and no breeze right now. We're perfect.
1: Ah. Okay, how's that air? That Oklahoma air? Crisp and dry. Crisp and dry.
3: I'm not too bad. I mean, we're about 45 minutes north of Texas, so there's there's plenty of water here. If you went up to the northeast, it gets pretty dry.
1: Well, okay. Nice. Let's, the hot
2: topics are...
1: We're, we're going to talk about some things that are hot on America's mind right now that obviously leads us to talk about
2: gun rots but we're gonna get to know let's uh let's find out a little bit more so ted uh we kind of wanted to hear from you what does the constitution really say about guns and kind of the legality the
3: constitution specifically states that 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 in order to form a well-maintained militia the right to bear arms shall not be infringed all right prior to the 14th amendment the the, the constitution was written to states
1: Mm -hmm. right right yeah and
3: the constitution or gave the states rights and limited the power of the federal government after the 14th amendment that reversed in the constitution under the due process clause or the uh, the equal and just clause sorry um equal protection under the law then that then the constitution
1: then went down to the people as opposed to the states yes okay that's interesting
3: well that, that's, that's why they're called states because if you the, the classic definition for the word state is a sovereign government Normally, when we were, would refer to a state, we would be referring to a country, a country or a nation. Yeah. Uh, so the term city, state, nation, state yeah. refers to a sovereign entity. The reason that we refer to a states is because, in, in, and again, remember, prior to the Constitution, we had the Articles of Confederation, yes, that each is. state acknowledged itself as a sovereign entity. Mm-hmm. So the Constitution was there, to, was there to limit the federal government's abilities to manage the way the state's government.
1: Right, right, okay. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, you know, that simple information really introductory
2: into, um, you know, the I guess the meaning of the Second Amendment and gives a lot of insight as to what it really how it's applied to each state.
1: I don't feel like when I talk to people about, I don't know, the Constitution or particularly the Second Amendment, you know, that's a lot of information that people Aren't aren't really getting? I don't think.
2: I guess people want to know where can guns be regulated. Where is the line drawn as to where and how we can regulate certain guns? Or do you believe that we should regulate, or we should be able to regulate guns?
3: So the question you're asking, right, is mm-hmm. is what is a well-regulated militia? A militia so that's yeah. where the debate along the Second Amendment comes down to when mm-hmm. it comes to weapons for protection. Heller yeah. versus D- the District of Columbia clearly stated, and, and with with a, with a liberal Supreme Court, right. that, that roughly, what was it, 2014, that yeah. that individuals had the rights for weapons for protection.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So
3: the Supreme Court has upheld the entire time. Yeah. The question comes down to what is a militia, yeah. right? So, so the two classical arguments are a militia is a group of people mm-hmm. or a militia is the National Guard. Right. Are, are, are they two arguments, mm-hmm. right? Yes. I would argue against the militia being a National Guard because part of their fund, <clears throat> funding comes federally and they can be federalized. So if a militia can have – if the federal government can have control of a militia,
2: that would seem illogical to call it a militia. It is yeah. therefore a, a reservist force. So what we're <laughs> defining as a militia is something apart from the a, the body of government that would make up a separate entity that would be armed.
3: Correct. Yes. So So then you have to get into why did we require a militia? Again, going back to the articles of the Confederation, the federal government was not allowed to have an army, excuse me, have a standing army until the Constitution was signed. Because the because the, the, the founders were afraid of a standing army. Thus the amendment against quartering. All right. You you have to go back into to, to why the, the laws were written. So so the British government sent soldiers here and, and stayed in towns and in and, and quartered in towns. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm back. Okay, nice, okay. nice, nice. Cool.
2: Okay, so after learning about militias, you know, I agree that we do have the right to bear arms, and, you know, I'm not I'm not against taking guns away. I'm not anti-gun ownership. You know, I'm not about people not being able to own guns. I just think that there should be a point to where what weapons we deem uh, responsible and logical to own. You know, I mean— well, I,
3: that gets into a whole other question.
2: Yeah, we so, we definitely want to ease into that.
3: Well, the first you have to ask yourself, right? The, the the solving a problem, you first have to identify the problem. So, what problem are you trying to solve?
2: Um, unnecessary killings with uh fire weapons, mass shootings. Mass shootings. So we'll just say that.
3: Mass shootings. Okay. So, if I look statistically, mass shootings are about twenty percent of all shootings. Yeah. Right. Then I look even further and say, well, well what weapons produce those? Mm-hmm. So, currently, the, the concept is against assault weapons that I'm going to use in quotation marks. Right. right. Well, that accounts for about 10% of all shootings, roughly. All murders in America, about 80% of them are, are, are produced by handguns. Roughly tw- roughly the 20% are mixed up between long rifles, assault weapons, mm-hmm. and then sh- shotgun-based weapons. So, what you, if, if you're looking at solving a problem... If you're, we're looking at mass shootings, we're looking at a very finite portion of the actual amount of shootings that occur, depending, of course, on your definition of mass shootings.
0: It's important to address the problem at the root like you're like you're talking about. The fact that mass shootings are at a lower percentage comparative to all the murders that exist isn't a balm on anyone's nerves, or it's not an emotionally helpful statistic, but it is important in addressing the problem. And people, it's not the the guns don't kill people cliche, but people that are truly malevolent and want to cause a lot of harm are naturally going to choose things that cause a lot of harm. And if, if you wanted to hyperbolize in another way, if they didn't have bazookas, if there weren't firearms, then they would just burn buildings down or, or drive trucks into people. Or choo- They're going to choose the most impactful way of delivering their spite for humanity to anyone who can who can be corralled into being an easy target. It's important that you said that because if you want to address the problem, doing it badly, it, it's going to have a, a much larger consequence if you're if you're not addressing. Because if you if you ban assault weapons, for example, based on a twenty percent statistic, then that's a it's a very far off, ineffective solution to trying to curtail the behaviors of a subset of people. Does that make sense?
3: No, and and that's my entire is that if you want to solve a problem, you have to look at at all common denominators.
0: So what's the function of... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, that, that leads to the question of outside... Obviously, all owners of AR-15s or assault... And we can get into why uh, the distinction between assault weapons and, and how those are classified or whatever. But what is what is the, the typical use of those types of weapons in the other percentage of people that never use them to kill a lot of people.
3: Well, it depends on what you're talking about. An AR 15 is a phenomenal small game. weapon.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I've heard that. Um, and people also use it for sport, you know, yeah. Hunting and sport. It's a
3: phenomenal sport and in sm- in, in, in small game. weapon. And if, if, if we're looking at, at, at the size of the round, if I compare your average hunting round to a five, five, six, a five five six has not much more lead than, than, than a 22 long rifle comparatively. Okay. So, your average a nine millimeter has entire has is a much larger projectile than a five five six
0: interesting I have heard of reports from particularly um uh, er doctors uh high impact wound you know treatments handguns cause a fairly small amount of damage but they they track in a linear pattern so they'll just carve a hole through your body but assault weapons and and large the if you're if you're saying that the round is a similar size, it does cause different damage.
3: So the five five six is a tumbling round, mm-hmm. as opposed to, as, as opposed to a circular round.
0: Right, it shreds organs mm-hmm. instead of piercing them.
3: Right. So the five five six works in a curve pattern. From the point it shoots, it's going to raise at the top of its velocity, to approximately 100 meters, and then go down after that, about 100 meters at 150 meters at its highest, and 300 meters at its lowest. Mm-hmm. And so, at, at at approximately 50 to 100 meters, it starts tumbling in over in instead of spiraling. And that's and So when it hits, it can cause more damage, but its stopping power is significantly less than, let's say, a nine mm or a forty-five.
0: Right, but it's it's a higher lethality. It, but, causes, it causes higher damage if it's used on on anything. Is there a function for that particular round in in hunting?
3: I, I, again, small games are phenomenal. It's incredibly accurate, and it doesn't destroy. It doesn't. It doesn't destroy the harvest.
2: Those tumbling rounds. Correct. If you use the AR fifteen, the rounds you're speaking of that cause more damage for game, it would. Yeah,
3: right. The five five six is 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 what you would know as the Armalite fifteen. Right. Okay.
2: And that doesn't cause higher
0: damage in whatever game you're shooting.
3: I mean, I've always been able to harvest
0: meat or organs.
3: Meat. I've always been able to harvest my meat.
0: What are what condition are the organs in?
3: My, well, my my meat's never, never never been spoiled. If that's what you're asking.
0: Okay, I'm just curious. I'm not a hunter or a, a gunsman, so I'm just trying
3: to yeah, get Yeah, I mean, been, I mean like, like, yeah, my meat's never been spoiled. I've, ne- I've never never had to destroy a harvest. Mm-hmm.
1: So you heard it here, folks. His meat's never been spoiled.
2: <laughs> that harvest has always been on point. <laughs> yeah, no shredding. <laughs> yeah, that meat's clean. Uh, Some clean meat.
0: That's all I know.
2: That's my entire hobby. Yeah, argument. yeah, no, this know, is a good tip of the iceberg. It really is. You know, we're just getting into it. You know, I'm dipping my toe into the water, and it's feeling, uh, it's feeling all right. So,
1: yeah, I mean, we were kind of hoping to get a little bit of uh, education on what effect those types of uh, ammo have on a, a body or whatever, and so that's really important for people to know that are curious about, you know, the recent shootings, but have no education on guns or what this ammunition can do to a person.
2: Because a lot of people see the damage and and the harm that it does and just, you know, I'm not saying that those guns are entirely, they can be used for good. But I feel like if I'm trying to protect myself, the point of me having a gun, I would feel, is for is for safety. I don't hunt, so I don't really want to have an assault-style rifle. I would just have a handgun to protect myself. So, I, you know, I guess when it comes to that, like, that's all I need. I
1: guess what we're really,
2: I feel like we're missing out on is
1: we need clear-cut definitions or a list of what are
2: assault rifles. Is it just yeah. a high-velocity uh, ammunition, or uh, yeah, what constitutes an assault rifle? Well,
3: I guess that depends on on who you ask, right? If you 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 hear use the word assault rifle, and what's already in your picture is is a big, scary, black military-looking
1: weapon. Well, yeah, I mean, normally I would imagine someone would, would think that. But yes. I
2: understand that it can also not look like that. Like people say, "Oh, an AR-15 looks scary," but it does nearly the same thing as a gun that doesn't look as scary. Like you know, you have like. What people would think is a hunting, yeah, like a hunting gun. gun. Like, yeah. like it looks like it's got a wooden stock and what stock and yeah. But it can do technically the same type of damage. Like people want to like ban AR-15s, but there's guns that can do just as much damage that no one really like thinks it's not in the public eye. So people are just like, oh, well, Well, has
1: it hasn't been the weapon
3: of choice. Yeah, the um, weapon
2: of choice, and you know, and, well,
3: the wep- again, the weapon of choice for most murders is handguns.
2: Right. Yeah. Right. But not so, so, mass murders, but, though.
3: Qu- I would ask, is why are we fixated on assault rifles?
2: Because they've been using mass murder.
3: Well, like you were
1: saying, we're just trying to get. I feel like we're just to the point of where we want to make like a list of what we would consider assault rifles, you know? Uh, And well, but
3: but but thus it's a circular argument, right? So so we're worried about assault rifles because I have a shtick here, right? We're worried about assault rifles, but then eighty percent of all homicides occur with handguns the other 20 percent are assault rifles long rifles and shotguns what is the focus on assault rifles and it's very easy right it's because we're being told that assault rifles are dangerous to us and so people are willing to give up liberty for the sake of security yeah
0: but you can't argue that well the, the the mass shootings thing is is shocking for one it's it's a highly impactful event regardless of how it happens it's it's Someone taking out malevolence on a group of innocents, and that's like that's a horrif- And generally, it's children and and people caring for children. It's it's horrifying. So, and that's regardless of a gun argument. If they were doing it with bows and arrows, we would be equally shocked. But they're not. Um, and I'm and they do a lot of them have carried handguns and used handguns, and they also use large, powerful weapons that deliver a lot of ammo, regardless of what they were designed for. So I agree with you that it's it's I, the 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 argument is myopic like it's it's very we're we're getting very focused on the aspects of the argument that we're told to focus on that have been guided by all the news corporations and not a conspiratorial way like there are a lot of point points of view, but those are the loudest ones and the most pervasive ones, especially to, to common just everyday people, so well, like is
3: it easy to blame something right? yeah right
0: exactly well, we don't want to admit that there's true darkness in people, and maybe the human condition is brutal and it doesn't. Leave everyone non homicidal. That's a. I mean, that's like a brutal conclusion to come to. You that's know. That's
2: why I feel like this issue truly transcends the weapon. I don't think that it is a. It's not the fact that guns exist that people go out and murder fifty people on the street. You know, like there is a human condition and it is unique to America. It's not though. It, it's we we. I a, guess when it comes to mass killings, it's really not. Right, but with guns right. and assault. Or you know, with with guns, I guess the statistic is it is abnormally large in America. But, well, but killings but, in general, it's not unique.
3: That's not necessarily a fair assessment, right? Mm. So you also have to acknowledge that America is the size of like almost all of Europe, right? Yeah. Like countries in Europe compare themselves to the sizes of states. So have to acknowledge that we as a country or we as a nation, right? Have, have, have different cultures and and, and, and and we're really made up of, of small city-states ac- yeah. acro- ac- across the entirety of America, yeah. right? So to say that America has a problem, although we are all American, I would question that. I would say let's look at the communities that are actually having it because we all have separate cultures. Yeah. So is it a cultural issue?
2: That's what I'm saying. I believe it's a cultural – there's something – about society in in uh, this country, that I feel a lot of people are on edge. Uh, there is a lot of poverty, there's struggles, and of course, there are everywhere. It's and dehumanizing, probably even more in other places, less developed countries. But I don't, I, I don't know what it is about people here that I don't know that it's ingrained inside of them, and and I don't know.
0: It's, but that's the thing. It's not, it's not ingrained inside of them. It grows, it grows out of you know, being completely disenfranchised. It, it starts with being disappointed by the people that you're close to, and then it extends into being disappointed with everyone that you ever see and all of the people that are around you. And it's really easy to do that in high school because most of us, I, had, I didn't like anyone in high school. But I didn't go to the place where I, wa- I hated anyone, and I didn't go to the place where I wanted to end humanity and I wanted to do it on whoever was closest and convenient to me, which is all the people that I would have been going to school with. And if you read the the diaries of the Columbine shooters, that's exactly what they said it. That's exactly what they said. Like, like all of these, like, no, they came to the greater conclusion that humanity doesn't mean anything and it should be snuffed out. And I'm going to, and, and they were going to do their part to wreak as much havoc as they could. And that's what we don't want to talk about. That's completely inexcusable. And the argument is like, how did a 15 year old accrue so much hatred and, and, uh, you know, uh, disregard for lack basic humanity. Yeah. It's not. I mean, it's not lack. It's like lack of of belief in the human being and of all human beings. So
3: you yeah. look a roughly roughly about sixty percent of mass shooters are from broken homes, right? Right, and, and didn't and don't have a figure of, of of each gender in in their life. Almost every study has shown that you have to have 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 some form of role model of each gender in your life, whether in the home or outside the. Home. Right. But but most mass shooters have said that we, they didn't have that, and so when you start peeling back the onion, Bill, what you see is 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 just like Jesse was saying. You 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 see a problem with the humanity of an individual, and instead of us acknowledging, well, there's things society could do to help take care of this person, we don't want to do that. Instead, we want to say, well, the weapon is the problem. Yeah, because that's really easy for me to blame. Because yeah. it's inanimate, and I don't have to acknowledge any fault to myself,
0: yeah, it's literally the first it's it's no degrees of separation, like, well, what killed him? The gun? Well, it was the guy that was holding the gun, and then it was the guy's surroundings that made him and and his own internal thing that both went it no, it's like the gun. It's the first point of contact that's the most obvious thing, like, well, what happened to that? Oh, I got hit by a truck. Well, yeah, it's the same deal like <laughs> the gun's the the object used to wreak you know havoc, but yeah, I I I agree with you. I find a lot of I take a lot of umbrage in badly solving a solution, and the gun the it it, it op- the gun thing opens up. You know, especially when you're going to legislate, and somebody's going to there's going to be legislation. There's something's going to change after this, but it's a horrible solution to just go after the first point of, you know, the first
2: point of contact of a problem. People just want action as as quick as they can and they want to reach for the first thing that they feel like they can change and make a difference and that's politics baby but if we're going to run it into the ground you can only do that for so long
3: well i i think i think what they want to solve is they want to solve the easiest thing that they don't have to acknowledge
2: right yeah and it's not like we're getting to the core issue of the actual causation of most of these occurrences you know i mean like you said lack of guidance emotional disparage yeah a more a moral model yeah um and and that's what i'm saying you know it it transcends the weapon completely yeah people are going to choose to do the most damage yeah
0: sorry could you say that again
3: oh i said i find it interesting that the left has not produced a law requesting a national red flag law. what is that so red flag laws there's five of them in states currently and, and and what what they what they allow there's different variants but um either either the law enforcement in some cases family members can come to a judge and say this person has has shown threats of some sort so we look at the the florida shooting there there was what 36 cases where the police were intervened and there was multiple threats made
2: he was on the fbi watch list right? right
3: I think the FBI investigated a YouTube threat he made, but
2: couldn't But, but, but couldn't actually charge him. Yeah, people. he was on YouTube, and then also someone close to him had, had made a—they uh, had warned them, but there was really nothing in actuality they could have done.
3: The, so I let's know. add a red flag law to the mix. The problem with the obama air regulations against, against mental health and, and weapons, right, was mm-hmm. what they did is they allowed the Social Security to send a list to the FBI. of These are people that we're tracking had mental problems. Go take their weapons. That's high, slightly hyperbolic, but th- yeah. but that's that. But, but that's Roughly, kind of, was yeah. kind of the point, right? Yeah. It removes due process from the action. Yeah. What the red flag law does is it allows a it, it, it allows a judge to receive a threat, validate the evidence, and then issue a temporary restraining order on the person and their weapons, and then mm-hmm. to confiscate those weapons until another hearing can be held. Yeah. Which would attack a lot of the issues.
2: It right. would, because th- when you look at the people that are committing these crimes, if you have the red flag, um, law enact, I mean, that would, I mean, we, they should have, under, under that definition, they could have stopped this kid from doing that. They had enough, I think there were enough red flags there to say, hey, we should probably get this kid some help or, you know, at least intervene somehow, at least, at least just an initial response or an, an initial, um, you know, interaction with him to kind of touch base they didn't have to completely go into a full scale you know like breakdown of him but i don't know i feel like people want to say that they didn't really have enough evidence or they didn't have anything incriminating on him to even enact on it but i don't know i mean what what would have been you know well what's the so there's a difference though
3: between a criminal case and a restraining order right yeah Right. I, I, I can go with a text message that says, Ted, I'm going to kick your ass tomorrow at noon. Yeah. And, and as long as I can prove that that person sent that text message, I can get a temporary restraining order placed until another hearing can be held. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In order for an arrest to be made, right. That doesn't necessarily meet the legal definition of a threat. Yeah. Right. right. So, so you have to look at it differently. And I, and I think that's the problem is that if we don't have the legal definition of a threat, we're saying, well, the weapons are the threat, but statistically, that's just not true, yeah. right. right? So we have to attempt to solve the problem, and the problem is the individual. Sure, I'll give you that. Perhaps the individual having
2: ha- having access to a weapon that can shoot thirty to one hundred rounds will help them kill people,
3: right? And and perhaps we could look at measures of limiting magazine capacities. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, right. But but saying the weapon itself, we have to get rid of.
2: Doesn't really only
3: serves a political purpose and doesn't actually solve the problem.
2: It appeases people temporarily, until they see that it will continue to happen. And, and
0: like a lot of those solutions, they're categorical. We're going to deal with the problem that we've identified, and that is always a category of things that are unspecified.
3: When when we were in Kansas for a while, and some some Brits came over and were hanging out with us. You no, know, and British do, do not normally have weapons. Their, their, their officers normally don't train with weapons a whole lot. Like unless yeah. you're an in infantry, yeah. you might only shoot a weapon four or five times in your career, mm-hmm. depending on your job, of course. And so anyway, so they came over and, they, and one of these guys had not shot a shotgun. So I gave him my, um, I gave him my 20 gauge and he shot about three rounds in it. And then another guy brought out a, a, a 12 gauge semi-automatic shotgun. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, Hey, uh, Simon asked, he's like, Hey, how fast does that shoot? And I was kind of curious, I was like, Well, you know what, let's see. So my, mine was, was pump action, the, the 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 SIG was uh was semi automatic. We loaded eight rounds in each of them. And Simon finished shooting about a second faster than the semi automatic did. Yeah. No training whatsoever,
2: mm-hmm. right,
3: on a pump action. And so my concern is if we were to say, Well, let's ban semi automatic, right? We're giving up liberty for freedom. Remember, the basic the basic of our government is the is the social contract, right? Mm-hmm. I give up personal liberties in order to have in, in order to have security of some sort. Yeah. So if I give up if I give up liberty for security based off semi assault or uh, semi automatic weapons, right? What happens when the next person uses a pump action? Weapon?
2: Exactly.
0: Or they make bombs that you can you can easily construct from anything you find at a store. Or
3: you store. drive a
2: truck into a crowd of people. Yeah.
3: Then is that the next problem? Then, then do we need to give up more liberty for more security that, that has proven to be ineffective?
2: I think that it's just people think about it differently when it's guns compared to something like a truck attack or a bomb. Because they feel like, we, well, we can control guns better than we can control someone driving a truck into a crowd of people. And one mm-hmm. occurs way more than the other. But... It is still true that at the end of the day, that isn't solving the problem of someone wanting to go out and murder people,
0: right? And I think we all can agree that that's something that has to be stopped. It has to be addressed fairly quickly. Five out of every six days, uh, for the last three years, there's been a shooting of I think five individuals or more in like a group a group setting.
1: So what I'm worried about really is that in the past two years, mass shootings have obviously become a little bit more popular. And I'm afraid that statistic is just going to keep rising. The statistics hold now that 20%. uh, You said 20%, am I right?
3: It depends on the year, but roughly it's an 80 and 20 breakdown, right?
1: I think it's just fair to take, you know...
2: Some sort of... Because, I mean, I believe that, okay, so do you believe if we made it more, I wouldn't say more difficult to get a firearm, but we made the process more tight and we... Included more background checks. We included uh, over the age of 21. Do you think that there should be age restrictions? Uh, we definitely need to end gun loopholes, gun shows.
3: Also- so there is gun show loophole. That's yeah. a false statement. How so? All right, so it is a private sale loophole. If I am an FFL dealer and I go to a gun show, I still have to do a license check. Yeah. The The, the question comes around private sale. Hmm. And I can do a private sale at a gun show, out of my car, out of my house. It doesn't
2: matter. And that also brings up, there's also, I learned about this uh, pretty recently, there are uh, these things called ghost guns where basically you can order different parts of the same gun uh, without a background check and the gun doesn't have a serial number and all you have to do is basically put the gun together and you have an unregulated, untraceable weapon that can be used.
3: So a lot of, so again, if I'm buying it from an authorized person, uh, the trigger assembly is normally serial numbered.
2: Well with these you would buy one part somewhere then the other part somewhere else, and yeah, they're but usually saying the trigger assembly by itself would be would carry.
3: Right.
0: The out. trigger assembly
3: is what makes the weapon, yeah. right? Okay. I can I can take a five five six, I can take the barrel off a of five five six and put a twenty two on it, put a different a different receiver in it. And I actually don't even have to put a new barrel, I just have to put a different receiver in it. And I can shoot a twenty two out of a five five six and I've changed the weapon, right? But it's the trigger assembly that makes the weapon. Okay. That's what's controlled. So, like, when you look at um, the 3D print of weapons, Yeah. legally, I still have to make the trigger assembly, part of it, out of metal in order to be detected. Yeah. I can theoretically make an entire weapon from a 3D printer without
2: without metal in it, Mm -hmm. right? But legally to do it,
3: you would have to make part of the trigger assembly.
2: Legally to do it.
3: Out of metal. Correct so you that's know. the same with these ghost guns if I buy the trigger assembly from a reputable source it would still have to have the the, the the serial number it's whether or not getting it somebody that's reputable
2: so that's a good little fact yeah there's definitely a lot of things coming into play here and we're slowly figuring it out uh you know I'm going down the list and I'm checking it twice
1: and uh we're gonna find out who's shooting once and who's shooting twice so <laughs> anyways uh do you want to take a quick break we'll be right back yeah, sure. Let's take a quick break. So Wes, uh, what do you think of that? Uh, what
4: do you think of that? Whose turn is it? Show they got out there. Oh man, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's it's, it's all right if you're like into uh, four uh, seemingly uh, semi-charming narcissists that like to talk about uh, games and pretend good. Whoa, oh, oh, yeah. that sounds like something I can't get anywhere else on the internet. But you know where you can get it though. Where can where's where's that? Well, you can find it on the Earth Hotel Network at their website theearthhotel.org, or iTunes.
1: Oh, the Earth Hotel. That sounds scary and sensual. Will
4: I learn a lot about myself? You'll learn a lot about yourself and other great things like... Real sexy things. Like music, art, books. You'll learn all about books. Beers and broads. <laughs> Those things are all beautiful. I, I, I trust this now. I'm a fan of beers and broads, personally. But also tabletop games, so who's turnstance right Mostly on that. Yeah, Yeah. Oh, yeah, they talk about tabletop games. Tabletop games? (laughs) Like what? Like Dungeons & Dragons, or Savage Worlds, or World of Darkness. Or Savage Worlds. Or Savage Worlds, mostly Savage Worlds. Or Call of Cthulhu if I'm weird? If you are weird, then yeah, we can talk about that. I mean, they can talk about that, too. Great, that sounds like something I'm definitely gonna go check out. Cool! (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh... Thank you. I guess this ad is done. So uh who's uh who's who's who's, who's, tur- who's turn? Who's who's turn whose turn whose turn is, is it? A- turn is it? It's Earth Hotel's turn. Thank you very much.
2: <laughs> uh definitions. I all depends on what you think common sense uh common sense gun law would be. Some people I would think common sense gun law would be no assault rifles, no automatic weapons. Background checks.
3: I was denied a, a, a shotgun for seven days because of my uh, of my mysterious overseas travel. All my overseas travel has been military related.
0: That sounds like a poor bureaucrat instead of a a, a larger
2: legislative problem. Who d- who uh, who denied it? The
3: FBI background, and they said you traveled overseas to to the Middle East recently. Let's that's hold true. and check that out. Wow, but that's that funny. But that bother me because they if they need to check something out, and I need to wait seven days to buy a twenty gauge. I don't really care, right? Yeah. The, my, my, my point is, is that they have background checks that work, mm-hmm. right? The problem is, in a couple of the last cases, the back, the people that are doing the puck string, right, mm-hmm. that are actually typing in the information, haven't been doing it correctly. Yeah. It's not, the system itself is not broken. Yeah. It's the person typing it in is broken.
2: Because that was, that was the deal with the dude who shot up the church in Texas. He never should have been able to have that gun under the current law that was in effect. Because what was the deal? He had, like, what was it? Um
3: domestic violence charge. Yeah, and domestic the, violence. The, the Lautenberg Amendment, he, he's not authorized a weapon.
2: And he'd been discharged from the military over something, right?
3: But He'd been discharged from the military for domestic violence. Domestic
2: violence, and so he never should have been able to own a firearm. Fire.
0: Um, I looked up, we we had this briefly happen off air. Um, The definition of assault rifle in a dictionary, uh, according to... Merriam-Webster is, a rapid-fire magazine-fed automatic rifle designed for infantry use. I don't know yeah. how, Now, Wikipedia says an assault rifle is a selective fire rifle that uses an in- intermediate cartridge and detachable magazine. So it it, it seems like a, a vague term that applies to a lot of different things, but points at the same thing.
3: If you look yeah. at the military term automatic weapon, without a Class 3 license, you cannot get one of those. Unless you've got about $10,000 in a couple of years to pay an attorney, mm-hmm. you cannot get a Class 3 license.
0: Can you explain uh, briefly what the what that system is is and what it's like?
3: Yeah, you've got to go through multiple FBI background checks, multiple area background checks. You have to um, you have to pay a license fee that's tracked by the ATF. So that it costs it's, it's about a ten thousand dollar fee all, all all said and done. The ATF does random inspections on all your weapons, and you have you have to register each weapon and each component. So you see a lot of, like, gun shops. Like, I don't know if you – what was it? Uh, Red Ammo, it was on the History Channel for a while. It was about a gun shop in, in Louisiana that did some stuff with uh, automatic weapons. And they got in trouble with, like, losing a receiver. So they just lost part of the weapon uh, and still still got in trouble and ha- had, had to pay a several uh, several tens of thousands of dollars fine to the ATF and lost their license.
2: I know in Alabama, you you don't have to have a permit unless it's a concealed carry. You can have a weapon that you bought laying in your car, and it's fine. So I feel like everybody should at least have to have a permit to have a gun. I feel like that would uh, kind of help the people falling through the cracks, or uh, I mean, like a national. Everybody has to have a permit if you have a gun, just like you need a permit to 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 have a car or to use any other type of machinery that that holds responsibility.
1: And I would also like to maybe suggest that we have to register those guns.
2: Yeah, because you don't have to register in Alabama.
1: In Alabama, you don't.
2: I guess it's traceable still. But I know you...
1: that 22 other, or not 22, but 21 other states, uh, uh, that well, they share similar gun laws as Alabama.
3: It gets back so so the argument of registration gets back to the Constitution, right, and what the what the purpose of the Second Amendment is. Common belief is that the purpose of the Second Amendment is to be able to fight your own government in case your own government becomes corrupt. We have historical fact over the last hundred years that that that, se- that, that several enlightened countries have done that. Yes. Right. And so, if I
2: register weapons, the fear would be if 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 I know who all the armed hol- the the arms yeah. holders are, <laughs> who would
3: be my first target if I choose to be an oppressive government?
2: Yeah. I see what you're saying, but I just feel like, I mean, I don't know, anything could happen at this point in the world. But like that just seems like something that would be extremely far fetched at this point that the government would, that we would have to fight our own government. And I mean, I see that that could, that would, that could definitely.
1: I'm not denying the possibility. It just seems really unlikely in in America.
2: And even if we did have to fight our our own military, I know that you know ISIS has been able to. Hold off the US military, not really now, but I mean, I just feel like. Just certain surgencies. Surgencies.
3: We're still fighting a 16 year war in Iraq. Yeah. With people that are armed with AK 47.
2: Military style weapons, yeah.
1: Right, but I feel like the, the war in Iraq is a lot more complicated.
2: If we were to fight a war here on our soil against our own government. I mean, we would still have well-formed militias, and people would definitely be wanting to fuck the government up any way they could. But I mean, like, if we wanted to, if the government wanted to kill its own citizens, it could definitely do that pretty easily. I mean, like
1: I feel it could, but you know, it,
2: it, my AR fifteen is not shit to a fighter jet, or and you know, or a, a missile.
3: Well, so, so, so your argument is circular, right? So, if they choose to oppress me.
2: Mm-hmm. What
3: I have is not good enough to fight the oppression, so therefore I should just give up my weapon so that I can't be oppressed.
2: Well, I'm not saying to give up the weapon. No
1: one's saying give up the weapon, but it just seems that fighting the, your own military in, I don't know, I guess the 1700s seems a little bit more likely than as opposed to today's, I mean, modern... Again, period.
3: Iraq is still fighting thousand man army for over 15
1: years right but that comes back to my original comment that's a strategic war and we can't just go around killing everybody in sight. and if we wanted to kill everybody in sight, we could let me throw you an intermediate uh hypothetical situation
0: we just had a civil war not 200 years ago um that's like three grandmas ago what happens if some states decide that they are going to try to take the guns back what if just one state says we're going to round up all, these all of guns. the guns above this
2: category or whatever does the does a state have the power to take guns away from its citizens logically so
3: find a right right the the normal definition of a right okay is something that cannot be taken away from you except by force at least that's the way ted def- defines it right yeah I
2: I, I I would i would argue that due process is a form of force yeah right
3: so legally we only allow, allow rights to be taken away from someone through due process
2: are mm-hmm. sorry saying due process it would be a bad thing in that point that's,
0: sorry that's a that's a poor distinction though because due process has a lot of other elements involved in it than force
3: no I'm that's, with you that's what I'm saying if we, so so a right is something I have for being a human being right
0: that has to be respected by the process the the process could easily easily be extended to encroach on that but the uh... Uh, that that's that's different than than someone using force on you
3: no no, i i i agree that punching me and stealing my weapon is slightly different than a judge saying you're you're going to jail i will take your weapon now i agree that those two things have have a distinction difference by force i guess let's let's change the word to the unwilling take right i would argue that that is a form of force someone still has to take it from me we're just allowing them to take it legally Due process. Then, yeah,
0: you were talking about social contract earlier. That's the social contract of having a society is that we obey the laws that...
3: Generally, Correct. Generally so we have all law given law. up rights, right? We've all given up freedoms to have a set of laws for protection. We've all collectively agreed, right, that if I commit certain crimes, I lose my right to vote. Right. We've all collectively agreed that, to that.
0: Right, so the, social con- the, the agreement that we would have to come to is... Because this this argument is generally couched in what if somebody comes in and takes the weapons like it's going to be it's going to come down to that distinction of like, is this is this force being used on me by the state? How appropriate is that? Um, What am I going to do to defend that where it's it gets into that issue that we just were in? We might see in the aftermath of all of this stuff happening. It might not be a legislative uh, or, or bureaucratic change. It might be a change in the will of people to uh, just like after that the massacre in Australia that happened I think he killed 40 people uh, they collectively said we're not doing this anymore and that was yeah. that was a change in the social contract that they made I think I think that's probably that that's that's a thing that's going to will out badly if we continue down not you and I but if we continue down myopically choosing what issue what sub what subcategory of this issue we're going to get divisive about and we're going to squander ourselves into nothing being done or 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 rights being infringed or responsibilities being neglected because rights do carry correlative responsibilities and responsible gun owners are, they have that mitigated. Well, that's, that's the point. It works that way. We just might come to a different, might come to a different definition of, uh, of like as
3: Dylan was mentioning common sense gun laws. You would have to define that, right? right? Is common sense gun law registration. Maybe, maybe not. I would make the argument that, that, That you make the national database open to private sellers to allow the private sell because I can sell a car. It has to be registered, but I can still sell a car, right? So why not open up the the national registration to allow me as the private seller to ensure that the person I'm selling to is allowed to purchase that weapon?
0: Okay, why why not? What problems do you see there? Because I don't know really
2: enough about it.
3: Well, the biggest issue would be if someone chooses to not do it.
0: Well, that's the
2: case now. Well, they would have to have a reason to not do it, and it would have to be set, you know, by the standards of of the rule, right? Yeah.
3: yeah. Choose to not right. right. do it, and I find the weapon, then I can track it down to its last owner, realize that it hadn't been hadn't been sold correctly, and then that person can be punished.
0: Right, the way the the system works currently.
3: That's no, right now the good. system works as I can sell to you as a private citizen like I can sell any of my other property yeah. and it doesn't require registration.
0: I mean in a larger sense, like if I find a gun that's unauthorized, then
3: Co- – Correct. With, with with the system that I'm a fan of, that, that, that if I can go into the system and say, can I sell to this person? Fantastic. Because yeah, yeah. if I buy from a dealer, right, then, then, then that serial number is attached to my name. So that's more like a responsible gun owner who will either go through another dealer to make a personal sell. Yeah. Or will, 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 or, and or will keep the sales documents to show that, no, I don't have that weapon. Right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. I've learned a ton. What else were we going to talk about? Oh,
1: I was going to ask you, Ted. So, obviously. Trump seems to think that giving teachers handguns, or weapons, handguns? Is it handguns? What does he want to give them?
2: I guess it's handguns, but he said arming. arming. He said about 20%, but that's still a large number.
1: Okay, so I'm kind of curious
2: about what how he thinks that's
1: going to, or how that should go down. Does...
2: Well, you know, it's just kind of ridiculous that who's going to you know, fund
1: that? Yeah, well, we don't. Do we don't the have teachers have, have to buy them. their own weapon, or do the schools have to go out of their own money to fund that weapon? for Well, them? we don't
2: have money to pay teachers more, but I guess we can come up with money to give them guns.
3: And that's what so. I would, I would make the argument that when it comes to that, what needs to happen is if a teacher chooses to arm themselves, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, they would fund their own weapon. They would fund their own ammunition. And there would be some form of state training involved, right? We already have state, 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 state training for, for police officers, military, etc. That'd be fairly easy to do. Yeah. Um. You just add a person to the class. I would argue that that's acceptable if someone makes the decision that this is what they want
2: to do. That's okay. Yeah. I
3: don't think that we say,
2: "Well, you're a teacher now, you're also an armed guard." That's a terrible. That's idea. not fair because we don't do that to.
1: We don't make people be police officers. Exactly. They they're not signing up for that.
2: Yeah, they will not want to become a teacher. I think that allowing people again. So you know, I, I
3: read something the other day that there's never been a mass shooting stopped by by, by a concealed carry. Which, when Senator uh, Griffords was shot, she was, that that gunner was gunned down by a concealed carry. So that's an interesting statement. When 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 you look at shooters be, being stopped by, I don't want to say mass shooters, but shooters being stopped by concealed carry. There is some data to back that up, right? Normally, the shooter is killed before they have the ability to carry out a mass
2: shooting. Yeah. So you can't t- say was it this mass shooter was sought by a person with a gun because if that person hasn't become a mass shooter yet, then the data is skewed.
3: Correct. Now, so, yeah. so there are incidents where someone has had the ability, the place, and the time to
2: commit a mass shooting and has been stopped by a concealed carry. Yeah. I can take that and say that there would be validity to it. It's just hard to, it's when I hard look to gain. The majority of these mass shootings they occur in gun-free zones, right?
3: And so they occur in zones where people know that they can't be concealed carry. Yeah. If I'm looking for a target. That's where it would make out. sense that I would look for the easiest target.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. I I feel like there's a lot of um like there's a popular thought that if we have those weapons that it will keep people from thinking about I guess trying to shoot up that area.
3: Well, the theory of mutual destruction has worked before us in the past, David.
1: Right? I would have to argue that that mutual destruction does—that's what these people want. They're not afraid to die. They're not afraid to die. They have to know that if they're going to go shoot up a place, they could die five minutes later after they start doing what they're
3: doing. I'm not saying that it's a positive decision, but yeah, I yeah. am saying that it has worked before. Okay. Right. So, so we have to acknowledge that. And uh, but 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 again. Looking at when 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 you look at the Pulse nightclub, it was a known gun gun free club, mm-hmm. right? Right. So had why did he not choose? I'd have to look at to
0: why he did not choose some of the other clubs in the area that were not known to be gun. He had a history at that particular club.
3: He did. Had that gun? Had that allowed any... weapons? Would it have changed? I don't know.
0: Maybe. Maybe not. No, because then you just shoot the guy that tries to take the weapon from you. Like it doesn't matter if it's a gun free zone or not if you're if you're hell bent on wreaking havoc, you're gonna go to the uh, it it would be it would guns
1: be, do not scare people away from still shooting guns at those people
0: but generally, the target of mass shootings are innocent people with no ready protection if there were guards outside of schools, then that's a thing, but that's a complicated thing to implement, and then that changes the whole atmosphere of going to school like how is that going to, it's going to change the entire landscape of education in an unprecedented way. It's it's going to scare people off sending their kids to school. It's going to be very disruptive. Yeah,
2: If I found out that in my children's school, there were teachers that were armed, I would just homeschool. And it just brings us right back to the same issue of, because I don't how much training
3: have they, have, have they
0: had. I, I support what you said about state mandated training, like you would give a game warden. Like it's the same, it's the same responsibility, but it's not the same subset of personality type that's going to be necessarily an armed teacher. I, just I think you
3: choose to. I mean, that's kind of my right, but point. I don't I think, think there would be that
0: many. I think it's a negligible amount that would choose to. And well, I don't
3: be. know until I ask the question,
2: right? I'm just,
0: I'm just speculating for personality. You know, type. I
2: would think that the ones that don't want the gun don't need the gun, and the people that do want the guns probably. I mean, you never know who I mean you they can pass a background test and i' don't, I'm not saying people who want to own a, who want to have a gun in, in school wouldn't be responsible. I just have my doubts about it
0: well being a responsible teacher and a responsible Gunner, uh, not seven gun seven, owner but responsible security. somebody that's going to execute proper things in a, a pressure well, situation it also depend know.
3: on, on region, right? So so when I look at
2: the be south sure. of Texas as a great example. Douglas High School, it's it's not gonna be as bad, but when you get into a an urban area, six A size school, having a gun in that classroom is not something that would be light, you know, it yeah. would not be an easy situation. You never know what's gonna happen. you you'll have if anybody finds out that there's a gun in this classroom, whether it be a teacher or another student, some shit's gonna happen. And I guarantee right. you that it would.
0: Right. Yeah, if you bring a gun into a situation, there is a gun in
2: the situation now. The odds get before. greater. Yeah, the odds increase. I mean, they're double. They're I mean, you know, they're magnified.
0: Yeah, but it is policy being made off the offhand remark of a, pub- a public speaker. So
2: yeah, I would make it a very private ordeal. You know, if you were to arm a teacher, no one should know, except maybe the staff. But I'm sure it would get out. But I just feel like you have to have a lot of safety precautions. You have to have a hell of a lot. Of precautions I would want to know armed. Who was armed. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would want to as well, but I don't know if the students should need to know that. Maybe they should. I, I just don't really you know, know you where you know go anything. with that. You would have to disclose it to the parents.
3: Do concealed carry guys that, 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 that go to Walmart have to wear a pin
2: on their chest? Well, no, I'm not saying, but I'm saying in schools. I mean,
3: do you feel unsafe at Walmart knowing that there's people there that, that are legally
2: concealed carry not really, but I mean, I just feel like it's different when you're in a classroom well, with students. Different from a teacher, if they can pass a thorough background check, pass the state mandated course. Well, it's not really the teacher that I'm worried about. It's students getting into it, or it's uh, I mean, you never know when just something can go wrong, and. Uh, schools have always been gun free zones. I've never had to worry about a gun being in the classroom that I'm in. Right. It's it's not going to be a standard implementation of a thing. Sure. That's just going to be done. It's going to be a very
0: hairy process trying to do that. And whatever we decide to do about it, about this whole problem, it's going to be
2: a hairy. Yeah. A hairy we'll process. have to get used to it. But I don't. I don't know. I just feel like, you know, I mean, if I were in a school and there was a school shooting, I would probably feel a little bit safer if I knew. There was someone armed responsibly in you know on my side.
1: I'm here's what I, I'm afraid of is that so some schools will be like oh well that teacher doesn't want to carry a weapon uh, but this other teacher that doesn't want to carry a weapon uh, is a better teacher than the one that does want to carry the weapon and they end up picking the one that wants to carry the weapon right and so I I and that really is not good for ed, our education for one and so I I, I don't know I'm just kind of. <clears throat> it's kind of a slippery slope, I feel like, so...
2: <laughs> yeah, it just adds a wrench into the... I mean, I just feel like education should be about education.
0: But how did we come to this argument? Like, and we already we...
2: have, uh, you know, like, student uh, resource officers. I mean, I guess they're not inside the campus most of the time, but I, I don't know. I mean, we already most of the time have a, a an officer on campus with a gun. Yeah. So what is adding more guns going to do?
1: Right. So. What I was saying earlier, if a shooter knows that a cop is there with a gun, I mean, it's not going to stop anybody from trying to shoot up a place, even if they think that teachers ha- are 20% armed in that school. You know, that there were officers there at the last uh, recent mass shootings uh, that did have guns and that still didn't stop the, the mass shooting. I mean... Okay. And then what about daycare centers? Do you arm daycare centers too? I don't know. Uh, Pre-K.
0: Yeah. Well, you, I mean, think about that. There's like uh, a lot of churches or whatever do Mother's Day out. Uh, it's called. Uh,
3: yeah, well, but the yeah. private institutions that that, that that can abide by their own laws. No, I'm the just, issue no, is no, that no, the schools I'm, are state state led institutions that must follow state and federal laws.
0: I'm just talking about the the social effects of of a decision like that. Is it, it is a slippery slope thing? But it's just like where to, where is the distinction? After that, because if you're going to heavily guard a school and you get a whole group of heavily armed officers in every school, where are they going to go next? They're going to shoot up a Wendy's or they're going to shoot up a daycare center or more churches or whatever. So are we just going to arm everyone? Like, that's the logical conclusion of this offhand remark that is now being taken as policy. And that's kind of what I mean. And it's not a political statement. It's just like we're so scattered on how we're discussing the subject. And we've not us. We've gotten into this pretty well. But just like the national discussion. Is so, is so myopic and mad that I feel like we're going to narrowly focus and argue down to, like, minute details that completely miss the mark some way, way far back.
3: Politics in itself is very segregated, right?
0: It's all about guiding the message, you know?
3: You, 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 I mean, Trump, Trump and Clinton were both not ideal candidates, right? right. Neither of them were moderate, right? right? No. You look at Roy Moore and Jones, right? Yeah. Neither of them were moderate, right? The moderate candidates lost... Easily, handedly, right. Mm-hmm. So, I think society in itself has segregated itself into in, 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 into the incredibly liberal versus the incredibly conservative.
2: Yeah, we've all become radicalized.
3: Look at polls, most polls show that the majority of Americans call themselves moderate, either moderate left or moderate right. So, my question would be, where is the where is the where is the moderate voice?
0: It, they're not. It's not as loud. It's not screaming. Well, I
3: think it comes down to fear, right? I mean, so so if I want to change an organization, it comes to fear, fear and hatred, right? If I want to change an organization quickly, I have two options. I can, one, make everyone scared of me, right, which is a choice. Or two, I can make us all hate the same thing. So you see it in business a whole lot. You have your competition. There's the one company that everybody wants to beat, Right. Against all odds, right? Mm-hmm. You see it across the board. You see it. You see it in schools. Well, if we can beat this district or this school or whatever, then 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 we're winning. Yeah. It's a very quick and easy way to motivate a lot of people to a to a simple goal. When 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 I look at American politics today, I see well, all we want to do is get rid of assault rifles, right? From one side, which statistically would solve har- hardly any of the problem, but it's a very quick and easy way to ignite to ignite everyone behind you. Well, as all we want to do is is keep our rights, again, a very quick and easy way to keep those people around you. Nobody's necessarily trying t- to come to the middle and say, how do we solve the issue?
2: And that's our point right here. That's what we're trying to get. What would be a meet in the middle policy for this situation? What is the moderate voice in this situation? <laughs> I think I think you you said it pretty perfectly. Like, there's, on the one hand, there's fear. And on the other
0: hand, there's the common enemy. Just like in a lot of... In a lot of dimensions of all of these arguments, there's not a third solution that's that's obvious, and that's mainly because it's been made extinct by a lot of begrudged thinkers. But the good king is still a viable option. Be a responsible person and be a responsible individual, and that's the way it goes. It's not make someone fear uh, fear you or make them fear other people. It's be highly competent, rise to the top, and be a leader that other people want you to be or that other people, you know, that, that can effectively help other you know drive drive the thing forward for the good of self and other people and all of society now and so the moderate voice here
2: is don't kill people that is a
0: pretty moderate voice but i think you spoke to it pretty well it's like that's the moderate voice and no one is having that conversation
3: well i I think a lot of people would not against having a magazine restriction
2: yeah because that's not really restricting weapons
3: most gun owners would be okay with a magazine restriction. When polled, most people agreed that we should have red flag balls in every state.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Same. Yeah, I think we touched on a lot of really, I mean, viable points. We disagreed at some places, but did we argue?
3: Slightly. So, so we... and, and I would, I would question registration. But I think if we could open up the federal database to allow, to still allow the private cell, but ensure the private cell is being sold to the right people, Mm -hmm. while in turn funding those agencies correctly.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Good shout. Yeah. Some of the mass shootings, actually one in particular I can think of, a guy had collected 17 guns. Sure. Right. So, to me, that is a red flag uh, for anybody. It doesn't matter if they made a move or not. I mean, I just feel like... I mean, it depends what kind of person. My dad collects weird shit. You know what I mean?
2: I mean, I know some people who have had uh, like a lot of guns, more guns than anyone probably ever needs. But at the same time, I don't know if that person would even come close to being able or wanting to commit a mass murder. Or, right, or.
1: So let me get this straight. So I say I have 17 guns, but I didn't register 17 guns. So no one knows that I have 17 guns.
3: How did you buy them? Did you buy them from a licensed dealer or did you buy them from a person? Because a licensed dealer, they're automatically registered
1: to you. Well, uh, most people in Alabama are not going to buy them from a licensed dealer.
3: Well, I, I don't know if that's true. If I buy them from a pawn shop, if I buy them from a gun store, or Walmart, they're, they're, they're licensed dealers.
1: Okay, so I would say responsible gun owners would buy them from a licensed dealer. But I also know just as many people that have not bought them from
2: licensed dealers. So are you trying to say, should there be a limit on how many guns you can I'm not own? saying there
1: should be a limit, but I want to know if someone has 17 guns. I mean, I don't think that's much to ask for. It's not. I mean, it, it's not taking away anyone's rights. Uh, it's not, I'm, that's, you know, I don't think that necessarily they're a threat, but it just seems like it would be It uh, a, a 68-year-old man that has spent his whole life
0: collecting guns and he's sitting in his yeah. big fireplace room drinking scotch and looking at his revolver from 1945 that still works. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's way different than, like, a 15-year-old kid that has 17 And I'm not guns. trying
1: to assume that just because someone has 17 guns that we should be looking at them any different than a person that owns...
3: Remember, a gun is a tool. A gun is nothing more than a tool. And much like if, oh. I, if I'm doing car work, right... I would need a Phillips head screwdriver, a flathead screwdriver, I would need a mallet and an assortment of, of, of sockets, right? Mm-hmm. A gun is very similar. So if I'm wanting household protection, right, I need a different weapon than I would for a concealed carry. If I'm getting it having a concealed carry, I have the option of like a nine mil, which doesn't have the uh, great stopping power, but it's pretty accurate over 25 yards. Right. But if I know that But if I'm like, well, I'm going to be in an area that's going to be very close, maybe I want a 380 that has a much better stopping power than 9 mil, but is accurate to about 10 meters. So just because I have 17 weapons could just mean that I have the correct tools. If I'm hunting, I need a different weapon. If I'm hunting duck, hunting quail, hunting turkey, they all require different weapons.
1: Okay. uh, Fair point. That's the first step or the first part of that question. It's been thirty days. I bought seventeen weapons. Why would I need seventeen weapons within a month? Sure, so that's why a
3: lot of states like Alabama do. Like, if you buy a rifle from Alabama, you have to wait three days,
1: and then after a certain amount of, I believe it does flag the system. It used to. It might not. Right, and so that's what kind of had me concerned about one of the recent mass shootings is Is that the Vegas shooter. Uh, yes, that he had collected so many weapons within a small time frame. Like I was saying earlier, uh, if someone did that, I'm not going to look at them any differently. But it would be nice to, I don't know, ha- have an ah. Or maybe it, it's a thing uh,
2: where maybe I don't know. I maybe, I mean, maybe it's a thing where the more weapons you own, the higher your registration or the higher your level of, um, maybe you would need to be able to be registered a certain way or you'd have to have a certain level of credential.
0: Yeah. So, so what do you just as a, as a hypothetical, like, say you do have the 53, the the old the old dude with all the guns, and once a year, an ATF agent comes by and just checks them out, makes sure the ones that don't work actually don't work. Because to my knowledge, there's no kind of inspection protocol like that. What do you think about that? Because if they come to that 17-year-old's house, they're going to be like, what the fuck are you doing, kid?
2: I think Ted's doing something off screen. Okay, what do y'all think about He's that? probably checking his guns. let we'll see. <laughs> I don't know if Ted has guns. I would definitely, well, first of all, I don't do you think age restriction should be a thing because I know that that's coming into legislation where it's like nobody under the age of 21. like if you look at the most amount of or you know mass shooters they're not under 21. It was just this one kid that was I don't know about Adam Lanza
0: I mean it's it's significant amount of high school students but it, that seems like a rational thing. I'm kind of surprised that there's not already
2: yeah, an age I mean I think you have to be what 16 to buy a handgun. Isn't yeah, that there... seems
0: that seems way too low. Yeah, yeah, that, that seems. Why I would, think it should be twenty one
2: across the board. I, would,
3: I think it's sixteen for a long rifle and, and eighteen
2: uh, for a Oh, okay. okay,
1: yeah,
3: yeah, I believe so.
0: I mean, if I was just going to play God, and I mean, I would, I would figure there would be a learner's permit from like fifteen to twenty one, and then after twenty one, yeah. you could have like a license to your own weapon. You could buy one, like if you wanted to get a co license on your dad's hunting rifle or whatever, you could. But I feel like there are a lot of a lot of common sense. Like sixteen year old to buy a hand, I wouldn't give a sixteen year old a handgun and let him just go off and do. That seems crazy to me. Like, why the fuck is that a law like that? Or why? why, There, there are things like that. That
3: problem I have with raising the age to twenty one, right?
0: Right, it is kind of arbitrary. You can
3: vote at eighteen, you can't drink at eighteen, you can fight for your country at eighteen, and now I'm saying you can't. own... but unless
0: you're fighting for your country, you can't own a weapon. Okay, let's say eighteen then. Type
3: of weapon at eighteen.
0: Eighteen more, makes more sense than sixteen. Sixteen just seems crazy to me.
3: No, I'm with you. Eighteen makes sense, but that's that's where I get a. And, and I'm not disagreeing because because we all know that 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 the male mind is not fully mature until twenty one, twenty four. I'm not against it, but as I add more restrictions to, to twenty one, then why can why are you allowed to vote at eighteen if you can't buy a weapon, drink alcohol, etc.
0: Yeah, and people already go crazy with alcohol when they hit twenty one, so I don't want to see that with guns either. It, it is, it's just a weird thing. This is a a very bizarre square that we've painted ourselves into. I agree. It's got a lot of dimensions. I mean, I'm totally, I'm totally for having. I mean, I should probably have some kind of weapon. I don't feel comfortable with going out into the world unarmed, and there are multiple occasions where I kind of wish I had had one. But then again, I'm, I'm not bent bent on malevolence and destroying. Go for people. a
3: jet pistol that shoots. For- Four four ten shells. that thing's amazing. Yeah, Same. that
0: that's that would it's all I would, you I don't, all you need. Unless I was living in the woods or something, I don't feel I would need anything besides that. I don't hunt. You know, that's just me. It's my dumb opinion.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, we're here to learn, and uh, no one's dumb. No one's dumb. We're all smart in our own special
2: ways. And
1: we all have skills that can contribute to society.
2: Skills. Yeah. And uh, you know, I can shoot a three sixty layup while I shoot a target.
1: Yeah, uh, I can jump on a trampoline,
2: say, uh, or just literally read the whole, uh... Alphabet. Yeah. That's a a good skill to have, I mean. And that's what you have to do to pass uh, to get a gun permit. Just
1: jump on a trampoline and say the alphabet. (laughs) Tried to do the Chinese alphabet, so I decided to buy two trampolines,
2: and it turns out I got the same, uh, effect. You jump on each tramp, you have to simultaneously, uh... Jump on each trampoline we, back yeah, and forth. Yeah, I went
1: back and forth, back and forth. and Alternate. I gotta say, I
2: still had the same. And at the end of the day... Uh, you I got...
1: wasted money on two trampolines. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, I'll take
2: one of them. Well, uh, Ted, this has really been... I mean, a dandy time. I've had a good conversation. I think we all here have gained... A little bit of insight, and uh, you know, I'm glad that we did this.
1: It was good to get uh, an insight f- uh, from you, just due to our past conversations about gun rights, and it was good to follow up on that because uh, I feel like you know, people over the internet, uh, they do not. It's not the same as talking to a person face to face. It's a completely
2: different aspect. I, yeah, I mean, you know
1: what I'm saying?
3: No, again, positive discourse is important. Because we, we we can all grow and learn. The, the, the point is, is you have to challenge yourself,
1: right? Mm-hmm. And I I did learn something. You t- you taught yeah. me something. Uh, you're talking to a guy that actually doesn't own a gun. Doesn't mean I don't want to own a gun, but it I did want some facts uh, uh, about ammo for one. Uh, a little bit of stats, some data, and it was nice for you to refresh us on the Second Amendment and and what it means. Uh, to the average American,
2: the right to bear arms,
1: and they don't mean with bear. Arms. They don't mean bear arms. You, you can wear, uh, yeah, you can wear clothing.
2: You could I wear mean bare arms. You could wear bear arms, you uh, wear bear arms yeah. and, you, and you have that right. Bear arms with guns to be badass. <laughs> yeah, so don't.
1: yeah, there isn't anything saying you can't. Hell but no. But there isn't saying anything that you, you have to. Well, that you, yeah. There you go.
2: Well, wow.
0: all right. The outro music is uh is starting. All, All right. right. Well, this well,
2: is—it's been a pleasure, Ted. Thank you very much, Ted. Uh, appreciate you. This is David, and this is Dylan. I'm Jackie, and we're signing off, y'all. Stay on the air, Ted. Ted, say bye. bye.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I appreciate it. I forgot to ask you what your favorite cookie was.
3: I, I did a new a, a new uh, recipe last week—a lemon cheesecake. It's quite Ooh.
1: delicious. So we got a lemon cheesecake. Oh no shit! You, would you say, what is your go-to? I mean, it just
3: kind of depends. So I do my chocolate chip cookie, mm,
2: and classic. then I've
3: got my frosted sugar cookies. So right now, ah. I in in the lineup, I have a, a a chocolate fudge, a strawberry cheesecake, a lemon cheesecake, and a pumpkin spice.
1: It's a hell of a lineup. Pumpkin spice, quite nice. What's the cheesecake cookie
0: about? Which one? How do you how do you do a cheesecake cookie?
3: So my lemon cheesecake is uh, cream cream cheese, milk, sugar, flavoring, and then
2: um, powdered sugar. It's a sugar cookie with cream cheese frosting? Right. Oh, that's yes. that's Hell yeah. wicked. Okay, cool. Right.
1: Okay, so in the future can we look forward to uh gun-shaped cookies?
3: So, I don't do So the problem is like when you start doing the shaped cookies, yeah. You have to redo your dough.
1: Mm. Oh shit. You have
3: to make you have to make um, um, almost like a shortbread dough. It's got to be really flat, and really dry. And um I make mine really thick. So, hold on.
2: You yeah. like a good thick cookie. Thick cookie.
0: Wait, let's get a picture of his
2: thick cookie. Doe's got to be thick, boy. Oh, here we go. Oh, he's got a bag of cookies you got bag. to show us. He's got the whole bag. And uh, I'm going to update y'all uh, right on the spot visual of Visual representation. Co- Yo, that cookie wow. thick. Wow. Damn, that's like a fucking donut, nearly. That's a double goddamn doozy. <laughs> yeah,
3: so, so I took them on purpose super thick and heavy. Yeah. So that you can have, like, like the idea is it's like an adult dessert.
2: An adult and a so, dull like, dessert cookie. you can cookie. have
3: one with a glass of wine or one with, with, with coffee,
2: and you're okay. Nice. Oh, okay. It's, kind of, it's really like a pastry cookie kind so, of thing. So, uh,
1: are you opposed to snickerdoodle? I haven't tried
3: a snickerdoodle. I did do some divinity the other day.
1: Divinity? That sounds divine. <laughs> oh,
2: grandmama used to do divinity. Grandmama? Really? What What is oh. a divinity?
3: It's a, um, you normally use
2: almond and then egg whites. Ah, I love some egg whites. I love so grandma's a, divinity so cookies. Cookie? You yeah. heard it. You heard it here, folks. Our grandma used to cook divinity cookies. And let me tell you, they were so quite divine. I don't, I don't, Straight I from scratch. Just, just
3: stick with my basic. I mean, I've been selling 75 bucks cookies a week, so
2: I mean. Well, you heard it here, folks. Hunt's cookies. Uh, well,
1: we can at least uh give a lookout for the future.
2: Yeah. Be be on the lookout for Hunts Cookies if you need some uh cookie favors for your next party. Uh maybe some pastry goodies. Uh they're real thick. They're adult size portions.
1: Uh I looked at I looked at it with my very own eyes and I immediately uh as you can recall earlier I said double goddamn doozy. <laughs> and it was. It was it, yummy. Uh it was adult size and um wow.
0: Adult size cookies, I'm yeah. a Yeah,
2: adult. This has been the show. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ted. <laughs> You've been listening to the Earth Hotel Network.
0: This show and others like it can be found at theearthhotel.org. We've got shows like Beers and Broads, my show, the Earth Hotel Podcast, interviews with local artists and creative people and people across the world. You can listen to all these shows and others at theearthhotel.org, and you can send feedback, strange signals, and interpretations of your dreams to hotel at gmail.com. Thank you for joining us. This has been Jackie.